psychology and Rosling. We base our sense of risk and danger on anecdotes and images that are available from memory, says Stephen Pinker, who, in addition to writing books on world development, is also a professor of psychology at Harvard. It is a mental shortcut that is easy to use to quickly evaluate something. The problems arise when these anecdotes or images in our memory do not match reality. There are plenty of examples of availability bias with serious consequences. Doctors who have recently experienced an illness are more likely to make that diagnosis, even if facts point in a different direction. Another more positive example is in awards, at least for those who win them. Herbert Simon won the Nobel Prize in Economics in 1978 and realised that the best way to win awards was to win awards. I soon learned that one wins awards mainly for winning awards, an example of what Bob Merton calls the Matthew effect. Once one becomes sufficiently well-known, one's name surfaces as soon as an award committee assembles. Simon won a dozen big awards and was named honorary doctor of no less than four universities. If our mental picture of Ethiopia is starving children, then we will believe that children starve in Ethiopia. And despite the facts I've learned, and I now know that image is not true anymore, that is still what I see before me when I think of Ethiopia. In this case, the image doesn't win over the facts, but who knows what beliefs I have on other topics that are based not on facts, but on what memories are available in my head. When we are fed daily with negative news, it is easy to believe that this represents reality, especially about things that are really awful, which may affect us deeply. Against that kind of emotion, facts are fighting a losing battle. People tend to assess the relative importance of issues by the ease with which they are retrieved from memory, and this is largely determined by the extent of media coverage, says author Daniel Kahneman in Thinking Fast and Slow. This is not the only prank our brains play when it comes to how we view the world. Making decisions quickly on the basis of new memories was not such a stupid idea 150,000 years ago. If you had recently seen tigers in the distance heading in your direction, and now you thought you could see some movement in a bush nearby, it wouldn't be a good idea to get over there and check it out. Therefore, our brains are extra alert when we hear about danger. Once upon a time, that was vital information, but now we live in a much safer world. Many today enjoy gossip, which was a method at the beginning of humankind to determine who to trust and what faults and shortcomings others had. Today, there is an entire industry around gossip, which does not have the same positive effect as it had thousands of years ago. The same is true about our attention to dangers. The world humans lived in 100,000 years ago was far more dangerous than the one we live in today. Hans Rosling writes in Factfulness, We need to learn to control our drama intake. Uncontrolled, our appetite for the dramatic goes too far, prevents us from seeing the world as it is, and leads us terribly astray. In the old world, it was a good idea to eat all the sugar you came across once you did. 
for who knew when the next chance would come. The risks were minimal, so our bodies rewarded us when we found sugar and told us to eat everything we could. Now, in a society with an excess of sugar, it is no longer a good idea to eat all the sugar we can. Dramatic, negative news is like sugar for us. We love it. We want more and more all the time. It's not the only thing we want, but our brains think the information about dangers is good for our chance of survival. It has not yet adapted to a world where the dangers are much smaller than just a few hundred years ago. We must learn to live in a new way. Factfulness, like a healthy diet and regular exercise, can and should become part of your daily life, writes Rosling.